Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Alyssa Antonelli. This is your go-to Disney podcast for all things Disney, from Disney news, from the parks, to the streaming service, to the cruise line, to the movies, and so much more. And today, we are continuing along our Christmas run, our holiday run, because, you know, we told you, we tried to warn you guys, okay, for the record, if you go back, if you listen to our episodes in October and November, or not even November, October, really September, we started talking about it. Alyssa and I kept dropping hints and saying, like, get ready. Uh, once November hits, we're going to be talking a lot of Christmas and holidays. We weren't joking, folks. We we are continuing on this trend. Uh, obviously, if you didn't catch last week's episode, we talked all about the Walt Disney World resorts and how decorated and incredible they are during the holiday season. So definitely go check that out if you haven't yet done so. But regardless, let's get going on this episode because today we're talking about the Festival of the Holidays, a wonderful festival that happens every single year over at Epcot. And today we're going to sort of discuss everything you need to know about this festival, why you should plan a trip and make sure you attend this festival, and some of our personal favorites. So, Alyssa, how are you doing today? Are you excited for another Christmas episode? Or I'm here for it. Like, you know, and, and our listeners, our viewers definitely had fair warning that we were going to kind of talk in all November and December about the holidays because we gave fair, I think a fair amount to Halloween. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we gave the, we, we gave Halloween like one or two episodes. Yeah, we gave Halloween like half an episode. <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Like, come on. Yeah. We talked about a few things, but no, we're, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the festival holidays because. I was just there not mm-hmm. too long ago. So, um, and I know you've been there many, many times. So I feel like uh, I'm excited to talk about this festival. Yeah. So, you know, full disclosure, if if anybody is new here, we have actually done episodes on every single Epcot festival. And we've even done an episode that details all the festivals together. And we talk about all four of the festivals. And Alyssa and I once even pitched a fifth festival during the middle of the summer. Uh, you know, because food and wine and flower garden. Yeah, it it just it, it sometimes it's food and wine. Eating soup in July sometimes is just not the best feeling in the world. Or like but hey. hot mold cider. <laughs> I know. Oh man, nothing like a nice pumpkin pie in July twentieth. <laughs> but it's all right. Fireworks and and pumpkin pie and mold cider they go together very very well. Yeah, a nice bread bowl and one hundred and five. It's really nice. No, but uh, we've talked all about festivals on this podcast. And today, this is an entire episode dedicated to Festival of the Holidays. And the reason I'm also excited for this episode is because this this festival is really like the shortest. It's it's right there alongside Festival of the Hearts, Arts as not a very long festival. However, it really packs a punch with what is actually offered at this festival. And if you like the holidays, if you like this time of year, I mean, it is so amazing over there. Um, and, and one of the things that really catches me off guard about Festival of the Holidays every single year I go is like you turn a corner and there's like another storyteller and there's another person doing something or someone's or there's another version of Santa and, and, you know, or a character dressed up in a new outfit. Like, I don't know if you agree with that, Alyssa, but I feel like they put so much more attention into this festival when it comes to not the food and the drinks, but the, the entertainment side of the coin. Obviously we'll talk about candlelight processional. Right now. I agree. I 
think I'll take it a step further. I, I agree 100%. There's an emphasis on the holidays around the world, mm-hmm. which is really what you're getting at. Um, and it goes beyond, like you said, the food. Um, yes, there's food and all that, but I feel like there's the traditions yeah. that are celebrated throughout the world. And you can experience the different storytellers as you go through and around the world showcase. Um, I feel like the, uh, the world showcase is most highlighted for what each country brings to the table during this festival. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I think that's, that's a fair food thing to say. The, right. I mean, you're going to get the food, the food booths are going to be all the festivals, right? Like, you know that you're going to get the food, you're going to get different types of food. That's great. And we're going to talk about it because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now as a little, uh, teaser to the food this might be my favorite festival for food wow i just did a lot of food tastings just recently um for this specific festival and i gotta say i don't think i had anything i didn't love and that's not the case i mean jared you can we just step back in time for a minute (laughs) food and wine you were there with myself and a couple others from Mickey blog. Yep. And you know that there were some things I was like, eh, no, thank yeah. you. Right. I mean, yeah. I wasn't loving everything and that's okay. I loved a lot this festival. Well, what I think about what's interesting about this festival and I almost think food and wine festival it almost gets hurt by having so many booths in a way, because I don't, you know, they say a lot about, Hey, Bob Iger was just talking about it. Quality over quantity. We use that terminology. Exactly. We use that terminology a lot in the blogging world and the agency world, everything like that. But you know, when it comes to this festival, you have like less booths, right? However, they're better quality. And so I think that's almost like, uh, and, and a lot of people say the same thing, Alyssa, about, uh, Festival of the Arts with less booths, food booths, okay. and people also talk very highly of Flower and Gardens food. So it's interesting because, you know, you have way more booths at Food and Wine, but the food isn't always as great just because you have more. It's almost like there's less people to put more attention into it because the staffing the is higher. Is, but the irony behind what you're saying is that's the focus of the that festival. I know. The whole thing is food and wine. <laughs> you think about it, the arts, what's the focus of Festival of the Arts? The artists. And I know. This, and selling all of the art. Okay. What's the focus of Festival of the Holidays? The cookie stroll and the storytellers and the traditions, right? What's yep. the focus on fest- Flower and Garden? The topiaries and all the mm-hmm. beautiful flowers. What's the focus of food and wine? Food, food and, and wine, wine. <laughs> typically. Yeah, no. There's it, some it, irony in what you just said. There really is. It's a good point what you just brought up. I think what's what's fascinating to me, at least about Festival of the Holidays, is of course it is a very specific kind of food, you know. So you do have to be into that. But I remember 2019, I had just moved down here uh to Orlando and my wife and I went to like our first Festival of the Holidays since we actually moved down here. I wasn't even fully working in the blogging world yet. And I remember um, going to these booths that year and before we watched Candlelight Processional 
because uh, everybody likes to watch Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. Um, I know, right? Never heard of him. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast someday. Um, <laughs> what a beach. Unless it's like, don't, don't make promises you can't keep, Jared. <laughs> but uh, no, but I remember thinking the same thing as what you were just saying. I remember walking around these booths and being like, why is the the food so good here for a festival that like has nothing to do with food? And like the drinks are obviously very homey. You're getting a lot of warmer drinks. You're getting a lot of cookies and treats, but also you got like the American stand where they can, you can get more like a turkey or ham dinner sort of situation, which is very cool. It makes you feel like you're at home for the holidays. And of course this time of year down in Orlando, to lots of people's surprise actually brings cooler temperatures. So you're, you're feeling more, festive when you're there it, it's really amazing how this festival is able to make epcot feel so completely entranced with the holiday season because it epcot just 99 percent of the time it feels the same to me like i'm walking around and it's epcot okay the two times a year where i can feel like oh this is totally different is flower and garden and festival of the holidays because flower and garden you got all those flower beds you got all these topiaries it's very beautiful the festival of the holidays, you're walking around, there's so many decorations, there's these storytellers everywhere. It's it's impossible not to feel into the festive spirit, is what I'm saying. Well, and the other thing, Jared, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Epcot's um park decorations really do center around the festival of the holidays. They're one of the last I'd say it's probably the last park to get decorations. I correct. don't think I'm wrong with that, right? No, you're not wrong. That's And correct. so I think it, a lot of that is based around Festival of the Holidays. So I feel like Festival of the Holidays really um, sort of trumpets the holiday season in at Epcot. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, it's so – Alyssa's not wrong about that. For our listeners and viewers out there, the order in which the decorations typically arrive to these parks – is actually pretty much the same every single year. Obviously, Magic Kingdom is usually first because that changeover happens instantaneously after uh, the last not-so-scary party. However, Hollywood Studios has been known to get their decorations really early on, like the stars on Sunset Boulevard. And Animal Kingdom gets their Merry Menagerie and their whole setup really early on in November as well. But Food and Wine Festival typically actually goes on until through a little bit into November. So they have to wait until that festival is over before they start really decorating. So it's not going to fully arrive to Epcot, at least, until the second, third week of November, um, right before the festival actually begins. But once it does arrive, they do not mess around. So that's one thing to to sort of think about. But let's jump into some more specifics, because I want to talk about the main reasons why guests and and people planning a Disney trip, because that's mostly who we adhere to on the podcast. Of course, here at Mickey Vlog, we're going to talk about the news, but we're also partnered with Mickey Travels, which is a Disney travel agency, and they're here to plan your Disney vacation. We'll talk more about them later, but you know, Mickey Travels is is more focused on helping you get the most out of your Disney trips and planning those Disney trips. And and on an episode like this, I want to be able to sort of dive into how a guest can get the most out of their day at a festival. We've done this with a few other days in the past, like when we did our perfect series on like the perfect Epcot day or the perfect Magic Kingdom day. Um, 
thank you, by the way, to our listeners and viewers. A lot of you guys like those that series. But re- regardless, I want to talk more about how people can get the most out of this day. So I want to start with the biggest, the most obvious of them all in terms of the most popular thing at this festival. And that's the Candlelight Processional. This has uh, been around for quite a while. And it's it's absolutely adored, really, by the fans. Um, it's, it's directly at the uh, American Gardens Theater and a celebrity narrator is there for every single, you know, showing um, sometimes for multiple nights, usually for multiple nights. Um, performances are usually held at 515, 7 p.m. and 830. Um, and the runtime is about 50 minutes. Um, and just so you're aware to our listeners and viewers out there, you're also going to want to be aware that uh, these are popular, especially for the celebrity narrators. So you're going to want to get there very early. I mean, hours ahead of time sometimes for people like Neil Patrick Harris or the bigger celebrities. And on top of that, the last thing I'll mention about this before Alyssa and I talk more about like why this is such a special show. Uh, I want to also mention that there are dining packages available. Uh, for example, if you wanted to book at the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall or Beer Garden or, you know, anything like that, you can get a candlelight dining package, which allows you to eat a full meal and everything, but also go into the theater on a separate entrance and get in there early. Uh, Very, very worthwhile. You get way better seats. um, And uh, I've utilized this on multiple occasions. And the coolest part about the dining package is two years ago, they just started doing the dining package at Regal Eagle in Rosencrown, which are more like quick service-y types of locations. So it's much easier to get those dining packages is what I'm saying than it used to be. So Alyssa, what can you talk about when it comes to this show? Obviously you've been, um, you know, you've been uh, working at a Disney travel agency for a long time. So I'm sure you've booked many, many clients who have wanted to see this show and have asked you about the show. What What do you usually say about uh, this sort of a show and, and how uh, how wonderful it is? It's beautiful. I mean, the nice thing about the theater, because it is an open air theater, is that you don't have to sit down. You don't have to have a dining package. You could walk by. And, you know, you're not going to have the best view, but you're going to hear it. You're going to hear the music. You're going to hear the narrator. Um, So that's kind of cool. So it's not exclusive. It's not an inside theater where, okay, I didn't get a ticket. I'm not going to see it. Um, I will say I'm a huge fan of getting a dining package um, because I will say the last couple of years where we um, saw Neil Patrick Harris, he is, I think, the epitome of the Candlelight Processional. Mm -hmm. Um, we literally were the first ones in line. No surprise there. Uh, we waited a couple of hours, but when we were, when they finally let us in, I think it was like the 715 show. Um, I was as close to him as uh, maybe six feet away. I mean, you know, I thought he was going to call me up and ask me to help him marry. I didn't know. (laughs) I was ready for it. Right. I was like, put me in coach. I didn't, he didn't ask me to, and that's okay. Um, but no, I'm a big fan. As a matter of fact, um, Mickey blog will be there on December 6th, which is Neil Patrick Harris's first night. Um, Mickey blog did get a dining package at beer garden. Um, so we practice what we preach, you know, for sure. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, just for our guests to know, Mickey blog's also going to be, um, doing, um, a Brendan Fraser. Yes. I, I know what to say. Like we're yeah. going to have articles and pictures when I, 
for Brendan Fraser. This is Brendan Fraser's first time that I'm aware of. Yeah, um, no, it's his first time. It is his first time, right? Yeah. Here's the cool thing about um, the narrators. There's a lot of narrators that come back. Obviously, Neil Patrick Harris is always a big popular one. But then they'll have narrators that come in like Josh Gad who came yeah. in, he's not here this year. Is he here this year? No, he's not this here he's this not. year. I actually I have the whole list, so I can, yeah, I can like, listen to So all. Josh Gad came in. I kind of like the fact that sometimes they come back and sometimes they don't because you just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But they always, there are some that come back year after year. They're beloved favorites. Here's the cool thing. Depending on when you're vacationing here or if you're a local, you can look at the list and maybe decide oh, that's somebody I would love to see, or, you know what, I don't know. That's not someone I know very well. So you can make those decisions. Um, I will say the narr- the narration, the narrators are amazing. The, um, the orchestra is amazing. The choir is amazing. They've had the same man actually conduct the orchestra, I think, since day one. Yeah, he's been around quite a long time. And, you know, just to sort of bounce off of what Alyssa was just talking about, I was going to go through the list of this year's for 2023, the full list of the processional celebrity narrators, um, starting with Chrissy Metz, who, of course, was starred in This Is Us. Uh, She was there for the opening on 11-24 through the 25th. Uh, Louise Fonzi was there from the 26th to the 27th, and Margaret, all three of them new to this year. Uh, then you have a few returners like Simo Liu, uh, who is the star of Shang-Chi in the Marvel Universe. You have John Stamos, obviously a favorite. He's here from 12-3. Oh, he certainly is. And then Neil Patrick Harris, 12-6 through the 8th, of course, very, very popular. Uh, as we were talking about, it's going to be hours. I, I waited two hours and I st- I stood. I wasn't even allowed in. That's how popular Neil Patrick Harris is. Um, Marley Martin, uh, Matlin, sorry. Uh, And then you have Brendan Fraser, Eva Longoria, Joey McIntyre, Sterling K. Brown, Jordan Fisher. uh, Jordan Fisher's first time. Very exciting. Of course, he's the singer for Happily Ever After. Uh, Then you have Stephen Curtis Chapman, Audra McDonald, and Lisa Ling. So there's a very great collection of narrators this year. And obviously... They, what's great about it is they bring in a lot of different celebrities from different sort of genres and different fan bases. So, you know, you can sort of pick which one you're going to connect to more than another. I just um, want to say on that list, I really never, I don't think I looked at the list in a while. Very excited that you mentioned about Marley Matlin, because I'm wondering for anyone who knows Marley Matlin, um, she is deaf. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she, I, I mean, she's an amazing actress. Um, love her. Um, I wonder if she's going to sign. That's true. It's a, it's a good point. I think that would be beautiful. I might be making my way over to see Marley Matlin this year. Just saying. I am interested in uh, Sterling K. Brown, uh, another famous actor from This Is Us, but also uh, played the uh, the uh, character... Um, who lives Royal Guard over in Frozen 2. Um, there's also Eva Longoria, of course, as we just talked about. Um, so yeah, this is a great line. We can go to all of them. I think, yeah, I think just to be safe, we'll just go to every single one. Uh, there's just, some good you know. names there. And I will say you will not regret it. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, you should do this. And then it's like, eh, 
This is a hundred percent. If somebody comes back to us and says, I did not enjoy it. I didn't feel the holiday vibes. You know mm-hmm. what? Come at, I'll take it. I will own that, but I don't think that will happen. No, I, I really do not think that's going to happen either. Uh, and, and, you know, what's great about this is I know a lot of people sort of get like frightened or, or off put or maybe have nerves or something over something like this if you're not like overly religious. And I can see why, uh, but I promise you that's not what this is all about. It's, put that out of your head. Yeah, it, you do not have to be, you know, super religious to You don't to have to celebrate to Christmas show. to literally feel the beauty of the season. Mm-hmm. With this, with this, with this candlelight processional. I mean, I really look at it. Yes, it has religious undertones because it's the mm-hmm. story of of Christmas. Yeah. Um, so you can't take that away, right? Like it's a religious story. But I will tell you, you know, I I'm just going to say this: in a world right now where there's so much division, it is a beautiful way to come together over the holiday season and just really enjoy listening to the beautiful music and the beautiful narration. It will literally restore your restore faith in humanity. Yeah, that was uh that was very beautiful, Alyssa, because the truth is is that she's really she's really right. I mean, we live in a world where there's a lot of division and a lot of problems and a lot of things that are going wrong, unfortunately. Um, but something like that that celebrates, you know, uh what I love about the processional especially is the large choir in the background and it's such a group effort to put something like that together. And even if you're not sitting down to watch it, Trust me, you will not regret, like, as you're walking by, stopping for a few moments and just watching it standing up. A lot of people stand up towards the ropes in the back and just watch it because it's such a gorgeous show. Um, But that kind of brings me to my next point, actually, when I was just talking about sort of religion and all these sort of uh, situations. I want to emphasize something about Festival of the Holidays, okay? This is called Festival of the Holidays, okay? This is not Festival of Christmas, that's not what this is. So that is very important. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing that Disney does. Because let me tell you something, regardless of your feelings of Christmas, like I love Christmas, okay? Um, there's a lot of people out there who don't celebrate Christmas, not because they don't like it, but because they're celebrating a, a different holiday, like Kwanzaa or, you know, um, Hanukkah and, you know, so many different holidays that happen during this time of year. Obviously, you have New Year's, New Year's Eve, it, Thanksgiving. There's a lot of holidays that fall between this time period. And to be inclusive like that, Disney does a great job of being inclusive. And so let's sort of jump into that topic here next, Alyssa, because... I think it's wonderful that they do that. And on top of that, when you think about like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, I mean, you can't really get much more Christmassy than that party, right? But when you're going around Festival of the Holidays, you listen to these storytellers and you're going around World Showcase and you learn about how the holidays are celebrated in each of these countries. So these storytellers aren't just there. Like you're not just there to learn about, you know, Santa 
from the UK. Like, no, you're learning about Father Christmas and what Father Christmas means in the United Kingdom. And then you go and you see Perrier and Noel over in France, or, you know, you'll learn about Hanukkah over uh, towards Morocco. Like there's all these different cultures. So what do you think about that and how they do that? And, uh, you know, sort of how inclusive that is, because there's so many people around the globe that don't celebrate Christmas, but celebrate one of these other holidays. I mean, it really is a collaboration of coming together during the holiday season. And like you said, that doesn't mean it's exclusive to Christmas. The holiday season and you know, encompasses multiple traditions, multiple, um, you know, holidays, uh, multiple celebrations. Um, and I, I totally agree. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's a booth, as Jared just mentioned, near Morocco called Lahayim. And it's all based around um, Judaism and Hanukkah. And I have to tell you something. That might be one of the longest lines of any booth. Yeah. Not to mention the food is ridiculously awesome. I was, um, you know, we had our to-do list for the festival holidays and I got Lahayim. I was not sad about that. I mean, I took it. I was like, bring it. And let me tell you something. Some of the best potato pancakes I have ever had. They were delicious. <laughs> um, so I will tell you, like, you really do feel it. And and like Jared said, it's not just people celebrating Hanukkah that go there. It's everybody. It's, you know, you're embracing different cultures and different traditions and different, you know, observations and celebrations. It's amazing. Um, so, yes, I think the the inclusivity when there's so much exclusivity in the world is really, really felt at the festival of the holidays, um, especially around the world showcase. Yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. And, you know, that sort of brings me to, you know, our next point and the next thing we're going to talk about here, and that's going to be more focused on the entertainment offerings beyond uh, candlelight processional, because what the, the Festival of the Holidays does a fantastic job at are these storytellers. We mentioned them a few times earlier, but we want to talk a little bit about this because it's very cool what they do here, and it makes you want to really walk around the entire park. They do a good job at that, Alyssa. They're like, you know what? We really you you're thinking about leaving. Well, have you seen this yet? And there's more and more and more and more to see. So beyond, for example, of course, you can meet Santa. As uh, you know, you you, you want to meet Santa, of course. You can I, meet Santa, Santa over in the Odyssey. That's I, I true, met Alyssa. Santa. Alyssa met Santa. Well, he um, knew me. Well, so I have to be honest with you. He knew me because I met Santa at the very Merry Christmas party. And that, as everyone knows, there's only one Santa. Yeah, obviously. I mean, so I expected him to remember me because I met him a week earlier at the Christmas party in Magic Kingdom. And I, I know he remembered me um, when I met him at the Odyssey in Epcot because it's Santa. So oh, I was like, hi, Santa, that? I'm back again. And I told him what I wanted for Christmas and I wished him a Merry Christmas. It was really nice. So I just want to say that was on my to-do list and I didn't hate it. Well, you know what? I'm just happy that uh, that he remembered you because... You know, I also met Santa this year already over at Disney Springs. He meets in Once Upon a Toy. So hopefully when I go back uh, to There's Epcot, one Santa. So yeah, I mean, he, there's, he goes from there's one. place to place. Well, 
let me just add beyond Santa, there are many different storytellers and character meet and greets that are completely unique to uh, this festival. So we'll start with Mexico, where the Las Posadas presents dancers, pinatas, mariachi music. Um, that happens um, Sundays through Thursdays, typically, but you can find um, a lot of entertainment over there. It's very cool. In Norway, the hilarious yet mischievous Barn Santa visits Sigrid, an unsuspecting Christmas storyteller. So that's very unique, obviously. But again, it's a look into their culture and the way they celebrate the holidays. China, they do a very colorful performance from Chinese lion dancers and things like that. It's uh, especially relevant during the New Year's. They do a whole celebration during the New Year's. Um, in Italy, they have La Bafania, uh, the kind-hearted witch who visits children on the eve of the Epiphany. That's a whole story that you can learn from her as well. Um, in Japan, you can ring in the Japanese New Year with a story about uh, the uh, Daruma doll, which is uh, very, very fascinating as well. I love literally all of these because it's just fun to grab food, drinks, and sort of stop by each one and learn about the different cultures. Um, and we did mention earlier, right near Laheim, the storyteller Zachary talks about the legends of Hanukkah and, you know, everything to do with that. And France, as I did mention as well, uh, Perrier Noel also shares the letter of an adorable child and explains his own Christmas tradition. And then United Kingdom, you can meet Father Christmas towards the back of the United Kingdom pavilion. The Canadian holiday voyagers will play some holiday music. The Odyssey Pavilion, as we mentioned, you can meet Santa. And then on the center stage, as you first walk into the pavilion, you'll find Joyful, which is a celebration of the season. And this is an entire group of singers singing more gospel, jazz, and R&B style They're music. Amazing. Very, very cool. Always worth a watch. And the last one that I'm going to mention here, um, before I uh, talk, shift gears a little bit, is uh, Voices of Liberty which is really, really gorgeous. And I highly recommend this to, to people every single year. Um, these talented voices of Liberty typically meet uh, within the American Adventure Rotunda and they're dressed in their holiday fits and everything. Beautiful voices, singing Christmas songs. I mean, you can't really beat it. Um, so, so all of these are just so fun to me, all these storytellers, all these different performances. And it's worth... It's literally worth just stopping by every single one. You can make a whole day out of it, I promise. Uh, and it'll turn your regular Epcot day into a much more festive Epcot day. So it's amazing. And many of the uh, um, the present or the the storytellers and the um, you know joyful and the voices of liberty you can find out exactly when they're going to be performing. So a lot of the performers have times that you can, there is a passport like there are for, like there is for every festival. Um, and the festival passport will tell you not only where all the food is, but also where the times of performers and whatnot. Actually, Correct. I'm actually looking to see, hold on. Hope I didn't go down for nothing. Uh-oh, we got props. There we go. She's got her she's got her passport right there. So especially if you're a local, what's great about these passports is you can hold on to it and keep bringing it back because you can add yeah. stamps to it, of course, if you the, want to do it. Yeah, and stroll. in the passport, so it talks to you all about the different, you know, um, booths in the and the holiday kitchens. Um, and at the end, do we all know what this is? Jared, do you want to talk about this? 
Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um, but I Wait, will should say, I hold that, should I hold that for a bit? Yeah. So <laughs> if you're looking at the screen, you'll see um, Alyssa's holding up towards the very end of the packet is the holiday cookie stroll sort of uh, section of the passport, and included in that is are they now Alyssa? Are these stickers or are they uh, stamps? No, they're stamps. Okay. Which, so, by the way, you'll notice I don't have any stamps. This was an extra. Yeah. Um, we did cover all the, that I all got, the cookies. But Mickey Blog did get their all their stamps and. Um, there's even just real quick, just talking about there's information about the candlelight processional. Yep, for sure. And then on um, top of that, just, you'll yeah, I'm just looking to see. Um, just real quick, uh, you know, merchandise. Exactly, they'll give you a sort of a preview into the merchandise as well. Oh, and then um, what you said here's entertainment. Yeah, and so... I believe there's. Let me just look. There's. It tells you in each country what Jared just went through. And what it's about, I don't know if the times are on here. Oh, for today's entertainment offerings and showtimes, visit the My Disney Experience app. There you go. So, so you have all the everything listed, but then you also can find out the app, but you know what each country is offered, which Jared just went through. So anyway. Yeah. So it. If you haven't figured it out yet, what we're saying is get a passport. Um, not not a real passport. I mean, those are important too. But get a passport for That's the festival, a festival holidays. Festival passport. A festival passport. Because if you're going to go around the world, you're going to need your passport. And this genuinely does make your life substantially easier for this festival, especially. Was that a nice prop. It absolutely was. You weren't I... expecting that. That just came out of came out of my carpet bag. <laughs> We all we we should really bring more props to this podcast. This honestly, is a good one. This is a good prop. We're gonna have a festival prop, a festival <laughs> passport prop for each of the festivals. We really should. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna talk about a lot more on this podcast episode, from the food and drink offerings at this festival to some of the other entertainment offerings as well that are beyond the story towers. Uh, some of our must-dos, things that you should absolutely partake in if you can, Spaceship Earth, the big Christmas tree, all that and more in the second half of the episode. However, before we jump over to the second half of the episode, I want to mention that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. And as we spoke about earlier, Mickey Travels is really going to be your go-to if you need help planning, not just a day at the festival, for example, the festival of the holidays, but your entire Disney vacation, getting reservations, which character to meet and greet and when, everything like that you're going to want to reach out to Mickey Travels so they can help plan and book your Disney vacation at zero additional cost. It costs nothing extra to you to use Mickey Travels than to book it yourself. So it really uh it really makes a lot more sense in my mind to to go through go through Mickey Travels directly. And Jared, um, can I just say something real quick? Of course. Uh you mentioned right there about like character meet and greets and all that. Um don't want to forget to tell our viewers and listeners that many of the characters are decked out in holiday uh, accessories. Is that a way to make yeah, Pluto way to has earmuffs? And uh, I know Belle has little holly in her hair. Um, 
Bella's actually wearing her holiday dress, which her is very cool. Dress, yes, her holiday dress. Plus, she has holly in her hair. Um, they, someone may have it. There might be a character with the, the holiday scarf. Um, so they do dress up for the meet and greets just a little bit. Little little nudge towards the holiday feel. Yeah, I and I personally love that. I love that they sort of lean into that sort of stuff. I loved how this year at the um, Food and Wine Festival, Daisy was decked out in her like baking fit. I love that, you know, because that wasn't announced before the festival, Alyssa. I love how they do those kind of things where it's kind of like you get there and you see, oh, the characters have cool outfits. Uh, Pooh Bear, uh, back when he used to meet in the field, uh, used often had his like holiday little Santa hat on and things like that. I just love those little extra ways to make things a little bit more magical. So and we Speaking. can't forget, by the way, that you need to ride Journey into Imagination because Figment in two different areas has his holiday sweater. I know. I was really hoping Giant Figment, the actual meet and greet Figment, would have a holiday sweater as well. But I'm kind of thinking that people are are suggesting that enough to Disney. That's something we might see next year. Um, but as of now, I know that this like meeting Figment was kind of a more recent uh, addition by Disney and it, and it was something that was added this year. So, you know, I can see why maybe they didn't, um, fully have that whole holiday fit prep for him quite yet, but maybe in the future, um, either way, there's a few other things I want to mention in terms of the entertainment aspect of this festival. For example, the projections on spaceship earth, because every single night after sunset spaceship earth now officially receives a special projection show, uh, this time for Wish, um, which is great. The new film that just dropped during the Thanksgiving week, um, Disney's animated new film. Um, and on top of that, other a few other things I want to mention as well. For example, Living with the Land gets transformed with a bunch of Christmas lights, um, which is very, very cool. I know, I'm aware, before everybody attacks me, um, I have been... Avid, not a huge Living with the Land fan on this podcast. I'm aware of that. Um, however, let me just say I was there for the first night they dropped all the Christmas lights on Living with the Land. And I wrote it and I remember thinking, you know what? Living with the Land, this isn't too bad because it is so gorgeous with all those Christmas lights. I mean, they don't just throw up a few lights on some trees. When you go into the greenhouses, when you see all the plants, the trees, everything, your the tunnels... They are fully decked out in holiday lights. So uh, this is... Converted? I No, I wouldn't say that. I can't give a few of our fellow co-workers that satisfaction quite yet because they've been trying to fully... Because once make the me... holiday stuff comes down, you're going to be like, it's living with the land. You're like, uh, it's back to whatever. But yeah. That's fair. But yeah, uh, absolutely worth the ride. Very, very cool going through Great. all of that. Um, beyond that, a few other things I did want to mention as well, the gingerbread houses that are located in the American Adventure Pavilion. These are very cool. They're, uh, replicas of the Lincoln Memorial, the Martin Luther King Memorial. Now, let me just say they are not the giant gingerbreads that you find at the resorts, such as the Grand Floridian that we spoke about in last week's episode. These are regular sized gingerbread houses, uh, granted a little bit bigger than the classic ones we all made as kids, but still, uh, you know, very cool to see nonetheless. Um, another thing that lots of people love to partake in, Alyssa, is the Olaf's Holiday Tradition Expedition. That's where you get to walk around the World Showcase and sort of find all the different Olaf's. 
I'm not much of a scavenger uh, hunt fan myself. I clearly have learned that although I'm patient, finding little Olafs around World Showcase that are far more hidden than I anticipated is really not a great mix for Jared. But hey, l the kids love it, and and that's what I'm here. I for. was gonna say when you when you become a dad. You're going to be doing scavenger hunts. That's fair. And hopefully I'm more prepared to f and more patient at that point. Because I've I've covered this uh these different scavenger hunts for the blog a few times and and I've uh I I remember walking around and being like, "Where is this little guy?" And eventually I just get sick of it and I'll ask like a cast member. And it's really funny because a few years ago I asked a cast member where this where this Olaf was and he looked at me and he just turned his head and it was like right there in front of me i mean it couldn't have been more obvious didn't so, we have similar um something similar with the 50th statues yeah yeah definitely uh it, those were that that's a i felt like it shouldn't have been a struggle but yeah it, there were kinda a few like, when we were in adventureland there were a couple in adventureland that were that were tough just saying. Oh, I mean, Abu. A lot of people missed Abu because he was oh, right absolutely. out the adventure. So, I mean, sign. you know, like obviously Minnie Mickey we found, but so I feel like we, mm -hmm. we, we were hunting for a lot of the 50th statues. I, I tend to agree. I mean, it's not, it's not as easy as people like to make it out to be. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm going to get comments on here and say, Hey, my eight year old daughter finished the, finished the scavenger hunt in 12 minutes, Jared. Way to go. Uh, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, I'm not, I, I never claim to be the brightest bulb out there, but it's all right. Everybody so, out there has my permission <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Alyssa would absolutely love it if you would comment uh, things making fun of me. Crazy comments <laughs> about Jared's inability to finish a scavenger hunt in a decent amount of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love this. Love the, the, it's great, great, great banter. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to feel hollow jolly um so let me also mention i know we briefly talked about the cookie stroll earlier i want to explain bring that this back out yeah you got to bring back the the actual images so we can figure this out there it is Hold perfect on, wait there we go perfect so if you're listening, then I'm sorry. You're just going to have to imagine this. If you're watching, you'll see that Alyssa is holding up one of those passports in her hand right now. And you'll see that there are six spots to put a stamp. Essentially, how the cookie stroll works is you go to various destinations, various different booths across World Showcase. And if you buy a cookie from these locations, they'll put a stamp on your passport. Once you've gotten five of those stamps, you can then get the bonus treat, the bonus cookie. Uh, so very cool. I love this. They do a fantastic job with this every single year. And they do this at the other festivals with things like, you know, uh, the cheese, Emile's fromage montage. Uh, but the cookie one is the best one. Let's just say it how it is. And I so. have to say, um, our Mickey blog team did a great job finding, you know, get, going through the cookie stroll, got the bonus cookie. And if you go to mickeyblog.com, you'll see um a really full plate of all the cookies um they were yummy they were they really were. really good i'm not gonna lie um there was yeah there was some there was some i'm telling you i know we haven't dived really into the booths yet but it's good food it's good it's food. Coming, i'm ready to go back it's coming next don't worry that's what we're talking about next so i, I mean uh, i wasn't this excited with the food and wine food hey 
that and it says a lot again this is a this is a festival that has like half the booths that food and wine festival has and yet it packs a punch with what it offers so yeah. before we switch over to the booths i want to talk a little bit about what these cookies are because you know it's one thing for us to hype it all up to you it's another thing for you to actually get excited for these cookies. For example, at Sunshine Seasons, you have the M&M's Sugar Cookie. Connections Cafe, you have another sugar cookie. Holiday Hearth Desserts has a peppermint pinwheel cookie. The Noche Bueno Cocina has the Spice Chocolate Cookie. The Yukon Holiday Kitchen, the Snickers Doodle Cookie made with Snickers Bar Pieces which um, I just read up on right now, and that's where I'm headed after this, I guess. That's what I'm getting. Uh, Laheim has a holiday <laughs> kitchen with a black and white cookie. Lots of people love black and white cookies. The American holiday table has a gingerbread cookie because, of course, gingerbread. And the Bavaria holiday kitchen has a Linzer cookie. So there's lots of different options, different kinds of cookies. And, uh, yeah, did you did you happen to try any of these, Alyssa? And did you have a favorite? So I actually um, I tried the holiday sugar cookie at Connections. Okay. Um, it was a sugar cookie. It was <laughs> good. It was a sugar cookie. Um, yeah. So I actually was in charge of the snickerdoodle cookie okay. um, at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen. So I got that. And then within moments, uh, Mickey Blog came running at me and saying, Do, uh, well, I have a funny, quick, funny story. Can I share the really quick course, funny story course, with everyone? Yeah. So. We knew at the end we were going to have a plate of beautiful cookies. Okay. So, but one of the things that we do at Mickey blog is we taste what we buy, what we purchase, and we give tasting notes so that everybody knows this was spicy. This was creamy. This had great texture, right? People want to know. So at Yukon holiday, there were, three things we were told to get and one was the cookie so we tasted the other two i did not eat the cookie right because i knew there was going to be a cookie at the you know all the cookies were going to be on the plate but what i did was i wrote into mickey blog saying this was good i did the tasting notes and i i touched the cookie it was soft i could see the drizzle i could tell by my eyes what was going on there so i wrote a review well, out of nowhere came two Mickey blog people going, did you eat the cookie? Did you eat, Alyssa ate the cookie? <laughs> and I said, no, oh, it's man. here. And I said, so I kind of fibbed a little bit, but I could tell what was going on in that cookie. So to answer your question, Jared, no, I did not taste any cookies. I was not allowed to. So, so you, were, you were looking at it and it got ripped out of your hands is what you're saying. It was as if, <laughs> like the secret service came you know and what I, and and i they secret. were just like they're like <laughs> it was like this. the cookie service yeah <laughs> it was like this i was like whoa the cookie went out funny story um but that's how that's how we do things yeah uh for the record if anybody after listening or during listening or anything like that uh watching this episode wants to see or learn more about anything festival of the holidays related head over to the blog and head over to our social media because we have tons of videos articles uh photos and everything out there about 
all of these booths, about the storytellers, everything you can think of, we have it all because we were there opening day. Um, as Alyssa says, we love to practice what we preach. But regardless, the main point of this podcast is uh, the Yukon Holiday Kitchen has a Snickers doodle cookie made with Snickers bar pieces. Snickers is my favorite candy bar. It has been since I was a little kid. Uh, I remember being six, seven years old and ha- being sick with school. And the minute I'd get better, my mom would have like a giant Snickers bar waiting for me because she was an amazing mom. Like that's the way I grew up where- Jared, how would you have felt if you were, if your job was to go to Yukon, get the cookie (laughs) and you could not touch that cookie? I feel like I'm in cookie therapy right now. How would you feel if <laughs> this happened? If your if cookie got happened, ripped you, out well, of your hand? I actually hand. do have a solution. I know there's people listening right now saying there is such an easy solution. We all know what it is. We could have bought two cookies. Yes, that's that's probably the solution. That's always the solution. That's to every single problem. <laughs> I will tell you though, the cookies, the cookie that I touched, <laughs> I did not, <laughs> was very very soft and smelled. Very snickery. So I and and Jared, it was it was it easy looked to awesome. It was a big. It was the. I think it was the biggest of all the cookies. Alyssa totally doesn't sound salty that she didn't get to actually try this cookie. It's all not right. a bite. No, not a bite. It's uh, you know what for Christmas this year, I'm just gonna bring you a bunch of these Snickers Doodles cookies and just say hey. Just, just eat away. Okay, just, it, just so go away. Honestly, it. like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want, want it anymore. <laughs> I don't even want it anymore. Like, whatever. Uh, but I will say, I know we're going to go along. I know we're getting kind of tight on time, but there are a couple of items that I ate that were surprised me, and I'm dying to go back and get more. So let's talk about that next. We're saving the food and the treats for last when we're talking about this festival. Um, as they say, save the best for last. As Alyssa said earlier, although there aren't a ton of booths, she was really amazed by the offerings this year. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about different, all the different booths that are out there and available for you to, you know, check out. And then I want Alyssa to talk about some of her favorite items and maybe even some of the favorite items she heard were also very good. Anything like that. Uh, we'll sort of go through the whole shebang. There are 15 booths in total. Um, so definitely want to go check it all out if you, uh, if you get the time, but let's start with the Yukon holiday kitchen, because, you know, we were just talking about it. Uh, that's a popular one that has, of course, that Snickers doodle cookie, but there's also a salmon there, a beef bourguignon. Um, on top of that, we'll head over to wine and wedge. This is a much more, of course, wine and cheese, uh, type of food. That was extension that just stayed from. It's true. That's an extension. Correct. Yeah. Oh, not food and wine. It's an extension of the 100th celebration. 100. Yes, um, I'm sorry. One, and same no. with char and chop. Correct. Yeah. Those those stuck around a little bit uh, and swirled showcase. Those are planning on sticking around, I believe, through the end of the year yes. uh, from what I was told. Um but on top of that, let's go through the holiday kitchens, rather. Uh, the Tuscany Holiday Kitchen, of course, that's the Italy uh, kitchen offering. Um, we just mentioned Swirled Showcase, but we'll talk about the Tangerine Cafe, flavors of Medina. Um, you have the Shi Wasu Holiday Kitchen. Um, you have the Shanghai Holiday Kitchen. That one's located in China. The Noche Buena Kitchen. Um, the La Marche de Noel Holiday Kitchen. 
um, the Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen that is in Mexico, the Holiday Sweets and Treats, the Laheim Holiday Kitchen. Alyssa said great things about that one earlier. The Holiday Hearth Desserts, which is a great booth dedicated to desserts. Can't say I'm going to complain about that one. Uh, the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, um, and then the American Holiday Table, which has one of my favorite items, which you can basically get a Thanksgiving plate because you can get a slow roasted turkey with stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce. It's a whole literally mini plate of Thanksgiving, basically. Uh, very, very cool. So Alyssa, talk about some of your favorite items that you had and why you specifically love the boots. Okay, so I'm just going to quickly go through this. Um... So we, I'll tell you what I was assigned to. Um, I was okay. assigned to Yukon Holiday Kitchen. Um, we had the salmon. It was okay. It was good. Okay. Seven out of, six or seven out of 10. Okay. Um, sticker doodle cookie, I did not get to taste. It looked great. Honestly, it looked good. It looked good. <laughs> I'm already sour about that. Let's just move on. Obviously, I'm, obviously yeah. I'm more well, upset about it than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> obviously i'm i'm just more raw about it than i yeah. realized i was and i need to i need a moment to just get just over that. a moment um we did have the frozen joffrey's coffee it was good it was frozen joffrey's coffee okay la marche de noel in france so we were i was told to get the cream of smoked salmon in house-made dill brioche bread with a cucumber and i was like eh one of the best things I ate at any festival. Wow. I mean, I'm going to get like two or three when I go back. It was creamy smoked salmon with crunchy fresh cucumber on a green brioche. I'm, I'm just going to say run, don't walk. Amazing. And which was, was that, that one out again? That was at La Marche de Noel Holly Kitchen in France. Awesome. So good. I was kind of thinking, eh, I'll get this. Oh my gosh, so good. And then we also got the gingerbread Christmas log. That was okay. That was a little dry. Okay, yeah. I'm almost done. I didn't have that many. Lakayam. Um, for everyone who knows me, I don't eat meat. So we did get the pastrami on rye. I didn't eat it, but you can't go wrong with pastrami on rye. It yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Potato latkes, amazing year after year. So flavorful. Always. But I'm going to be honest, there was something I'm a little sad I didn't do. I got the potato latkes with the, with the um, there was like a dill sour cream, which was very good. But they have a smoked salmon potato latka. So it's smoked salmon on top. I'm going back for that. Probably <laughs> going back after this is all wrapped up. Jared, yeah, are you going to be right able to we're going to have the cookie and the, all the stuff. Okay. Yeah. We're just going to record this podcast. We're going to go back over to Epcot. We're going over. Now, the last <laughs> thing that I had was the funnel cake. Now, I'm usually the funnel cake person for Mickey blog. Would you say that's fair, Jared? I'm usually assigned the funnel cake. I mean. Yeah. 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 I would say I that. You, you're you're our, I don't know you're why our... you're like pausing. No. So. I, I was just pausing because I was thinking back and uh, almost every single festival that you're at, you do get the, you do get it. So I do get the you, funnel you cake. Are, you're it's like our honorary funnel cake person. I'm honorary funnel cake. Now, there's been a couple funnel cakes lately that have been like, eh. Yeah. Do not skip the funnel cake. Can I read everybody what it is? Yeah, you have to. It is holiday cinnamon celebration funnel cake. 
topped with powdered sugar, vanilla ice cream, cinnamon cookie crunch, cream cheese whipped cream, and gold dust. Wow. That's, that's um, pretty spectacular. One of the best funnel cakes I've had in my entire life. Sounds like that's what like, I'm going to go get too right after drop. this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like it was, now I will tell you it's extremely sweet. It is so good. I will be getting more. Um, funnel cake is a two thumbs up. So that's my, um, that's what I ate. And I'm sticking by what I say about it all. Hey, that's awesome. I will mention um, that some of my favorites from this festival, as I mentioned prior, I love uh, going to the American holiday table. It's so homey back there. Obviously, America is going to celebrate more American-based um, holiday traditions and things like that. But I love you know going back there because you can get slow roasted turkey with stuffing. You can get a gingerbread cookie, things like that. Very, very just absolutely worth your time, in my opinion. Um, but beyond that, there's so many things to see and do here. And and frankly, when it comes to food and drinks, one of the things that I love the most is trying just unique offerings from around the world. Uh, as we talked about, each each country at Epcot celebrates, you know, a different kind of holiday or version of a holiday and and being able to go through and for example in the uk pavilion they do a lot with tea obviously so you can get you can go into the tea exchange and see everything that's going on with tea but during the holiday season they offer a lot of holiday unique teas which is very cool um, another thing to mention the joffreys also offer unique offerings um, so there's four joffreys at epcot which is Good to know because the other parks usually only have one or two, but Epcot says we need our coffee, giving you as many Joffreys as possible. Uh, and you know what's funny about that, Alyssa, is the Starbucks at Epcot is still so long every single day, so it doesn't even make a difference, really. People just love their coffee at Epcot. The point is, uh, definitely stop by the different Joffreys because there's different coffee offerings and tea and drink offerings at all of those as well. I have so. to also tell you something that I kind of part finally partook in. Is that the right part? I got to partake in. And got I it. did it for the first time this year. And I do feel like it is based. I think they're there year round, but it is based around Christmas. Um, I bought a pickle ornament for my tree this year from Germany. That's awesome. And if anybody knows, I actually asked one of the German international uh, cast members what exactly the story is behind the pickle. And that is um, in Germany, you put a pickle ornament on a tree and you hide it and whoever finds it gets a gift. It's, it is a very cool tradition. It is. And, and I never, I lived here for four and a half years. I visited for many years. I've never gotten a pickle. I actually went a little above and I upgraded the pickle to the pickle with the Mickey ears and the Santa hat. Yeah. And just so you guys know, don't do what I did a few years ago, which is just did take you put a real a, pickle on your tree. You know what? Let's not talk about it. We're going to move on. We're going to close up today's episode. Uh, and um, he, it's not important. Take, here's, it's irrelevant. Here's the takeaway from what we just spoke about. Go to Germany in World Showcase. Yep. Go in the little store next to Caramel Kush, which, by the way, you'll smell it throughout that store. And yep. get a pickle ornament. Whatever you don't, whatever you do, do not go to your local food store and get a jar of Clausen pickles. 
puncture a hole, put a string on it, and put it on your tree. Yeah, you know, not sometimes, that that, not that anyone we know would do that. Don't do that. But, you know, just, just for safekeeping, in case you were thinking about doing it, which, because yes. it's so not Jared, that crazy. I need crazy you to go idea. and get a pickle ornament from the Germany store. Got it. I'm going to get a, just a regular ornament. Got it. Um, <laughs> and it won't smell, and it won't go yeah. bad, and it won't drip. Yeah, and your dog won't try to chew it off the tree. It's going to be fine. Exactly. exactly. Um, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode, folks. We had a lot of fun talking about Festival of the Holidays. We always have fun on this podcast, but we are really enjoying all these episodes about the holiday season. There are a few more coming your way. Don't worry. If you want more holiday-themed episodes, have no fear. We still have a few more weeks of this wonderful time of year. Uh, if you want to check out some more of our podcast episodes, of course, just head over to wherever you get your podcasts or head over to YouTube and search the Mickey Blog Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. So uh, be sure to do that. And if you want to see more about Mickey Blog, of course, head to MickeyBlog.com for all the latest in all things Disney and head over to our social media platforms to follow us and see everything from a fun people mover video to, uh, you know, hopefully a nice video upcoming of Jared just buying a regular ornament. Maybe I'll post that one out there. Who knows? Uh, but regardless, that's an article. I think it is. Uh, but either way, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And for more Mickey Blog podcast episodes, tune in every single Friday where we'll be dropping new episodes every single week. So we hope you have a magical rest of your day today. We hope you get to go over to Epcot and enjoy Festival of the Holidays if you haven't already. And at the very least, I hope that we've convinced you that if you ever get a Snickers Doodle cookie, buy two of them, just in case someone needs one of them. Just buy two. That way you don't have to and worry buy a about pickle it. ornament from Germany, not pickles from the food yeah, store. Yeah, not a real pickle from the grocery store that you put a, you know, paperclip on. Not that I've done that, but in case, just so you know. Um, either way, happy holidays. Happy we appreciate holidays. you guys. And we'll see you next week.